As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Thoughts lead to actions, and actions, habits, and habits, character, and character, destiny. Join this purple girl in her purple world as we share inspiration and build hope together, one thought at a time. The destiny you desire is only a thought away. Welcome to Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. This is Justina Page, your podcast host. I am super excited because today is Friday and we all know what Friday is. Friday is that day where I have one of my special guests come in and share their thoughts about one of my purple thoughts. And God knows I could not be more excited than to have my anointed friend, Grace Gonzalez with me today. Hey, Grace, how are you? Hey, I am probably the same. Uh, just super excited as you are to be with you. And I'm just ready for a good time. It's Friday. Friday. There you go. I love that. I love that attitude. Okay, so you guys don't really know Grace like I do. So I'm going to share a little bit about her. Grace Gonzalez is a ministry leader who loves Jesus. And yes, I mean, loves Jesus. And people, Grace is a Bible teacher, conference speaker, and entrepreneur. Grace serves churches and communities alike. A former addict turned evangelist, look at the power of God, after being supernaturally healed out of a wheelchair. Grace has a fiery passion to see people know the God of all hope through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Man, Grace, that's just that's just awesome, 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 awesome. So I have a question for you. How did we first um, meet? When did we meet? <laughs> My first recollection of us meeting, and honestly, I mean, the simple answer is really just kingdom connection. You know, it, yeah. it was just a kingdom connection. Um, and you know, I can see that now. Um, it really first started was it was at a ministry event, which, you know, which just happens to be the way that God has continued to connect us, which I love. Yeah. Um, but it was a ministry event. I saw you saw you sharing your testimony. Um, and I was just obviously uh, just amazed at the power of God uh, to pull you through and help you overcome the way that he has helped me overcome. Um, and I'll be honest, when I first, um, when I first saw you ministering, like there was, I, I, I was like, oh, wow, she's awesome. You know, it'd be great to get to know her, but there was nothing in my mind that really, like, I just didn't think like, oh, okay, well, we're going to be friends for years. I just didn't think that, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> because I don't know. And so, that's why I'm even more excited for the way that our friendship has happened, because I don't think that we've ever really, uh, you know, and people, I just want to, you know, people understand, I don't think you and I, we've ever really connected um, only socially. It's always been kingdom first. Um, and then obviously the social happens in between, but I just love that, that I'm like, wow, like, I, it hasn't really been us seeking each other out. It's I, it's really just been God connecting us. So I love that. Uh, isn't that amazing? That's really powerful what you're saying. And it's so true. And I tell you what, I am so grateful that God's all fit in his divine plan to have us to work together on so many levels. 
And to be completely honest myself, I'm looking forward to much more. I just see some powerful things for both of us as we serve God together. So love it, love it, love it, and love you so much. So everybody Amen. knows. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, everybody knows that I am crazy about purple. So I call my thoughts purple thoughts. If you could choose a color for your thoughts, what would that be and why? Oh, yes. I love your purple thoughts. My color would be red. Uh, uh, red, first of all, <laughs> red is my favorite color. Um, but, you know, and I think a lot of people can give a lot of different definitions of the color red, which is totally fine. Um, but my my reason for red is because it just reminds me of the passion that I have really to share with people um, hope and freedom and really just the gospel message. And so I'm so fiery about that. I'm so passionate about that. So, so it's almost like I want to get people and shake them and be like, wake up. What are you doing? Like give your life to Jesus. Cause best, you know? Um, so that's why they would be red because it's like red alert, red alert, like just come on, you know, join the Jesus team. So yes, ma'am, red. <laughs> I love that. So you red hot for Jesus. That's what you're saying. That's right. <laughs> uh, I don't blame you. That's pretty good. I like that a lot. So today we're here to hear from you basically. So why don't you go ahead and read the purple thought that resonated with you and take your time and just share with us the wisdom or whatever um, resonated with you personally. Amen. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing all of your purple thoughts because they're such a blessing to so many people. Um, and I just love it. Purple is your, it's just you, you know, I see purple now and I can't think of anybody else, but, but my <laughs> friend Justina. So um, there, there have been a lot of them that I'm just, I read them and I'm like, oh, wow, that's good. Like, oh, that's my friend, you know? Um, but this one really just resonated with me. And it says, I stopped asking God, why me? A long time ago. Now I ask him, what now? That simple change has blessed my life beyond measure. Wow. Ask God the question that will take you somewhere. Do you remember writing that? Oh God, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, that really, that really resonated with me. That's actually been a, uh, it was also just a personal uh, turning point in my life when I stopped asking God why. Honestly, it was, all the why questions were because of the negative and the bad things that had happened in my life, the hurtful things, you know, I, I spent my life probably the first 20 something years of my life. I think as most people do, I think when you don't know Jesus, that's our humanity tends to kind of wallow in self-pity. Um, we, our humanity makes us feel like, like why, like, like we deserve better, you know, than what we get. Um, that that's just our humanity. Right. And so before knowing Jesus, I asked that question as so many other people do. I'm sure people here listening have asked that question of why me, 
Why did I have to go through this? Why is my life so hard? You know, I mean, so many questions that people can ask, like, why did I have to go through a divorce? Why did I have to lose a child? Why did I have to this, 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 and that? And I asked that for years. And if I'm very honest, it got me nowhere except deeper into a pit of depression. Yeah. Deeper into a pit of just self-following, you know? Asking why never got me anywhere good. Never, <laughs> you know? So I don't know why I kept doing that year after year after year. But I really just think it's our humanity, you know? Because we, we want answers, you know? We feel like someone owes me answers, right? We feel like I deserve an answer. And we feel like it's basically like our works. We, we feel like our works should dictate you know, what we get in life. You know, I, I've known people that serve God all their life. And then all of a sudden walk are walking through a disease like cancer, you know, and it's like, it, and, and they'll ask the questions of like, why me, if I've served you all my life. And it's like, our, our, our life that God gives us is not based off of works, you know, it's based off of grace. Um, and so anyways, so I just asked that for so many years and it got me nowhere. Um, and finally, while reading in Acts chapter nine, I tell you, the word just has all the answers. You know, the word of God is not just stories about other people, but there are principles within those stories that we're supposed to be pulling out for our lives. Right. right. And so um, really in Acts chapter nine, where Paul, before he was Paul, he was Saul and he was just living crazy, not living crazy. Actually, he, he, he thought he was doing good things for God, you know, but he, his actions were, were wrong, but he really thought he was doing good things. Um, and, and I love that because he was on the wrong road, but he had a good heart, you know, and Jesus saw that. And that's, that's the thing, like we can be, we can be messing up, but if we've got a sincere heart, like God will step in and he'll say, Hey, stop right there. You're not, you're not doing this right. You're going the wrong way, you know, turn in this direction and follow me and I'll show you how to do things right. You know, I'll put you on a better path. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to Paul uh, is that Jesus came and literally knocked him off of his high horse, like literally. And in that moment, like Saul just recognized a power that was greater than him and his response in Acts chapter nine, verse six, was he said, Lord, right there, he was just acknowledging like, okay, you're higher than me. He said, who are you? And what do you want me to do? And he just waited for instructions. And from then on forward, like, uh, now that we know, you know, now we know Paul as probably the first and greatest evangelist ever, he wrote two thirds of our New Testament, right. and literally went from, a, went from a murderer to the greatest probably probably the greatest messenger of the gospel in all of history, you know? Um, and it's all because he asked the question, what do you want me to do now? Give me instructions. What's my next step? He didn't, he didn't spend any time saying like, well, why me? And how, why I spent all my life doing this and now it doesn't count for nothing. Like he could have done that, you know, and we yeah. want to do that. But he just said, what do you want me to do? He just said, what do you want me to do? Um, and, and he acknowledged God as Lord, meaning like, you know what, you're higher than me, you know, more than I do. And I'm going to trust that. 
And so instead of questioning you uh, and why this and why that, which I don't deserve answers to, you know, um, instead, I'm going to trust your goodness so much and your sovereignty so much that that I'm just going to ask, okay, what do you want me to do? And sometimes, Justina, you know, we ask those. I've now asked that. I, I always ask that question now. What do you want me to do? What do you want? I think probably every day I'm like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? You know, because there's always like, I want to be following him every single day. Right. But I'll be honest, even now, there are times where I've asked that question in an excited way with a smile on my face. But then there are other times where I've asked that question with tears rolling down my cheeks, you know, And, and, and it's like, that's still the right question though, whether through, whether through joy or through heartache, that is the best question is what do you want me to do? Because that's the question that's not going to keep you stuck. That's the question that's going to allow you to take steps forward and out of the mess and the darkness that you are currently facing. So, um, man, that just really resonated with me. It was a turning point from turning away from my past but even now it's 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 a continual compass that question is a compass that continually guides me every single day to take the next step by faith many times we don't know what that next step is right naturally but but the just shall live by faith we walk by faith and not by sight and if i just ask jesus every day okay i did that what do you want me to do he gives me an instruction, then I do that. I've learned to obey and obey quickly. <laughs> obey quickly, because if you don't obey quickly, then you give yourself time to talk yourself out of it, or you give the enemy time to talk you out of it. So I've learned when God tells you to do something, obey quickly. And when you're done, it's like, go back and say, okay, what do you want me to do now? And then do that again. So I just loved I loved your purple thought because I was like, yes, that's where you've seen so many blessings come to your life as you've kept kept walking forward. So um, I'd love to hear what what your thought behind that purple thought was. (laughs) I would love to tell you, first of all, I want to thank you, teacher. Look at that Bible teacher coming out. Did y'all hear that? How she broke all that down. That was beautiful. And I tell you what, I'm just so blessed in my heart. And I say this so sincerely, because sometimes God speaks to you and you don't have the scriptural references. You know, the spirit of God told you, and I'm going to share where this um, thought came from and just how you brought that scripture in just literally blessed my socks off because I hadn't even thought of that personally. I hadn't thought about that scripture. So, wow, man, you just made my day just with that one thought. That's why it's important for us to uplift each other with our thoughts, particularly when it comes to our faith and our walk with God and what he's saying to us. I mean, you know, I mean, you really blessed me. I'm just going to keep it right there. You really, really just did. But anyway, what happened, Grace, uh, and uh, what was going on, um, this was right after I was finally able to drive again after I had got burned and I was going to my first woman's fellowship and I was driving there and um, 
as I pulled up to Sheila's house, and I know you know Sheila. Sheila's one of my besties for you, you all out there. The fellowship was at her house, and all the women were pulling up. And the grade school kids were in school. So even Benjamin was in school. But some of the mothers had young kids. And some of them was the age um, of that Amos when Amos passed. They had kids that age. And they were walking in with their kids. And I just sat there and I went into a full-blown hysterical cry. And it was a a gentleman across the street. I was crying so hard that he didn't know whether to come to me. I could tell he was really concerned. He just stopped. He was mourning his line. He just stopped. And he, he didn't know me, so he didn't know whether to approach me or not. And I was and I was asking God, why, God? Why me? Everybody else has their children. Why I had to lose my child? Why, God? I was in church. You know, all these things, how we feel about ourselves, you know. And yeah. um, I'll never forget what God told me. The first thing he told me was actually, this is not about you. And that stopped me in my track. And I went from crying to this hysterical laughter because I have a morbid sense of humor, maybe. But I'm thinking, God, if this is not about me, it should involve quite a bit of me was my thought. I was like, could you explain, you know, could you really because that was way over my head. It's not about me. I'm burnt to death. I lost a child. All my kids are burnt. We'd have lost everything. And this is not about me. What exactly are you saying? And he went on to say, you know, um, you have to remember, I'm the son, S-O-N. You revolve around my will. I wow. don't revolve around your will. So that's the first thing he told me. And then he said, you know, you're asking me the okay. wrong question. He said, if you really want to get out of this, if you really want to get through this pain, ask me what now, and that'll get you somewhere. So that's it. That's it. I didn't get a scriptural reference, but I knew that was powerful because when I began to ask that, that's when I began to get past time, brought healing. I began to overcome. I was able to hear him say, start this and do this. And it's just, it's just a little secret I use all the time. So that's what was going on with that. Uh, I love it. So, so, so powerful. You know, I, and because I know you and I love you, like I just, as you were sharing that story of that moment, like I put myself just in that position. I'm just like, um, I'm just so thankful that God, to you. I'm so, you know, and that's the, that's the promise for everybody listening. God will speak to you. You can hear him, you know, um, uh, when I was meditating just on this purple thought as well, uh, I was reminded of something that I usually tell people, um, because everybody is going to go through some type of trauma, some type of trouble, some type of, uh, heartache loss. Like we're all going to face that in some way. Right. And so it's better to be prepared now to, to, to know the questions to ask. And so what I, what I tell people now, I tell them, you know, it's okay to ask God questions because a lot of people feel like they can't or they shouldn't. And I said, no, no, no. I tell people it's okay to ask him questions. Just don't question his answers when he gives them to you. And so it's okay to ask him those questions of, 
why or how come or you know why this and not that it's okay to ask him that in the sense of like he's your father and yes. he wants you to come to him with your real raw emotions with your anger with your disappointment like that's something that I learned I, I didn't think that was possible but I, I learned hey God can handle my emotions I used to think that I was you know I was so messed up or attitude was too big that I don't know what I thought I just felt like oh, I can't go to God with that and no God can I'd never forget the day the Lord spoke to me and he said come to me with your mess, with your anger, with your attitude, with all this stuff. He said, I can handle it. And I was just like, well, duh, of course. Right. So that's the first thing is know that you can ask God questions, but don't, again, don't question his answers. Um, and, and the only way you can get to that point of not questioning God basically not questioning his character, his sovereignty, his yeah. goodness, um, his will, the the only way that you can get to that place is literally by, honestly, it's by learning him, learning his ways, because, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher here, so I'm going to, I'm going to bring, I have to bring a scripture out. Psalm 119, 69 says, you are good and you do good. So teach me your ways. And so in that sense, you've got to settle that in your heart. Um, I mean, I really like, I really believe this podcast, your podcast, your messages are going to, you know, there people are listening and people need to hear this. You've got to settle in your heart that God is good and he only does good. Once you settle that in your heart, then it's okay to ask him these questions. But even when you ask him those questions, it's not going to sway you from from not trusting God. It's not going to sway you from believing the lie of the enemy versus God's word. If you can get that the word of God in you, let that be your foundation that God is good and he only does good. Then when bad things happen to you, you're not going to question God's goodness. Instead, you'll just fall into his you'll just fall into his arms and let him heal you, you know? Um, and, and just, you know, uh, the word of God matures us as well. And one of the things that I, that I've had to learn, and I believe we all need to learn is that, uh, Deuteronomy 29, 29 says that there are things the Bible calls them secret things. And that it says they only belong to the Lord. And, you know, I've had to learn that we all have to learn that, that, you know, God speaks to us. He's first of all, he doesn't have to speak to us, but he does, you know, just because he's good. He's so big and so God and so holy and so great that we don't even deserve to hear him yet because he loves us so much. He will speak to us. He has given us his spirit to live inside of us, to guide us. Um, to And he's also not only his spirit, but he's also given us a whole book, which is the Bible, yeah. <laughs> you know, that that if we would just that if we would just open it we would be able to read and see it. I mean, the Bible is, is almost like, it's a lot of things, but one of the things that it is, is it's a love letter. It's a love letter from a father to his children, you know? And so, um, you know, once you learn his ways and you just learn that he is good, then you just learn that again, when, when bad things happen or things don't go the way that you want them to go, 
um, then you just learn to fall into his arms and to trust him. You know, if God were not God, um, or basically if we knew all that God knew, like there would be no reason for us to have God or to need God. But the truth is that we are not God. He is God and we are human. You know, he said about himself, he said that he is the Lord and aside him, there is no other, you know? And so, yes, he is there for us, but there, we've also got to learn and remember that, and to have a reverence for him, that there are things, the Bible says there are secret things that belong to the Lord. And it's not, it's not like someone holding a secret from us, trying to make us suffer. No, it's actually God protecting us from things that we think we want to know, but if we really knew it would be too much for us to handle, you know? And so for those things that you don't get an answer to, you've got to learn to trust in his goodness. And so just to make it more applicable for people, this is, this is the goal. This is, this is the goal. And obviously we're all learning. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. Um, but this is what I have learned. And I just want to give people an applicable, you know, step uh, or, or like a formula to take you again, step number one, you've got to settle in your heart that God is good and only does good. That's it. And you're going to trust him. That's it. So as you keep walking through life, when things don't go the way that you want them to go, um, you, you can, and you should go to God and, and, you know, go with, go to him with your feelings, go to him with your emotions, go to him with your questions. And if he has an answer for you, he will answer. He will answer and he'll speak to you and, and he'll let you know what you need to know. But I'll be very honest. There are times when I've asked God too, why this? And he has remained silent. And, but because I know that he's a father and he's good and only does good, and he's not trying to be mean to me, I've learned that when he is silent, it's not because he doesn't want to talk to me. It's not because he's ignoring me. It's because those secret things belong to him. And when he doesn't answer me, I already know. It's like a child knows their father. Like, oh, I know mama's look. I know daddy's look. You know, when he doesn't answer me, literally what, what he reminds me of is what, is what I already know. When he doesn't answer me, I just say, Lord, that's fine. <laughs> you know what? You don't even have to answer me. I already know. Like, you're good and you do good and I'm going to trust you. And I don't need that answer. If you wanted me to have it, I'll have it here. And if I don't get it here, then I'll get answered. I'll get the answer when I go to heaven, you know? And so um, just know that everybody, that it's okay to ask God questions. He wants you to come to him. But when he gives you the answer, or if he stays silent, then don't question that. Just know that he's good. Trust him and ask him that question of, Okay, what do you want me to do now? And I promise you that every time you ask him, what do you want me to do now? He will answer you. He'll give you that next step. Yeah, that is so powerful. I tell you what, and what you just brought out and summed up is the foundation upon which you can ask that what now question. Because honestly, if you don't trust God's character, you won't trust God's direction. The, they go hand in hand. Correct. You have to trust his character to trust his direction. And um, oh God, so many things came to mind. You know, um, in the middle of that testimony that I was just sharing earlier, that is something he told me. He said, if I told you why, 
it wouldn't change a thing. Amos will still be yep. gone. You will still be burned. You still, it's not why, knowing why doesn't change yep. the circumstances. Knowing what to do does. So it's right. a powerful question, but it stands on the foundation of those things you just spoke of, trusting God's character. I remember um, in the hospital, I had got off the ventilator. I was finally in the room, but I was still really in bad shape. Um, and uh, my husband had set up a tape, um, no, a CD player, and he would turn on a um, CD and leave it on repeat so I could just, you know, hear the music or whatever. And this one song came on. I can't remember the name of it, but I know exactly what it said. And it was talking about here the angels sing, all creation gives you the glory. And I, I, I will lift my eyes and see you in holiness and righteousness. You are my God. I think the name of it is You Are My God. And I remember when that song played, I kind of like, you know, almost like, right, you know, because I had me a little attitude with God. Now, a lot of people won't admit that, but I had me a little attitude going with God. And do you know that song oh, went yeah. in? It went the second time. And that caught my attention because it wasn't on repeat. So, you know, I'm like, okay. Then it went again the third time <laughs> and I got afraid. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Angels are playing this song. So I paid attention to what it said and I got me a big breakthrough. And really my breakthrough was this. My world had went crazy. God was still in control. He hadn't lost control of anything. Yeah. He wasn't burned. It wasn't nothing wrong with him. He was just fine. He was God. And I have to see him correctly for who he is, just like the song said, in righteousness Amen. and holiness. And he was still my God. And it, it was just such a powerful moment for me that established. But um, got a few questions for you. Here we go. I love this purple thought as well, too, because obviously it was a breakthrough for me. And I figure uh, somewhere in the universe, it could be a breakthrough for other people. But we always ask, why me? But when we get blessed, we don't ever ask, why me? <laughs> why, why do you think we differentiate? <laughs> I mean, he, he, we, we get blessed with, uh, let's say we win the lottery. Okay, I don't even play the lottery, but let's just use that as an example. We don't find ourselves at God's feet saying, <laughs> why me? Or, you know, he blessed us with a spouse. Oh, God, why me? Why you bless me with this good husband? Lord, why me? Why do you think we don't apply that question with what we consider blessing? Honestly, honestly, I mean, I really just think it's our it's our flesh, our humanity, our, it's, it's our human nature are to be selfish. You know, it's our human nature to just to, again, to question everything bad um, and to just feel like we deserve good things. You know, it's like, it's literally just our, it's, I really believe it's a part of our sinful human nature. Um, and really it's only the it's only when you really get saved and the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you that then you start actually living out. It's like your character changes, you know, with the fruits of the Holy Spirit, you know? Um, and honestly, I think if you ask any one of us, 
who, you know, uh, both of us included, myself included, if you ask any one of us, like, before we met Jesus, we can go down the list of I was selfish, I was this, I was that, I was self-centered. Uh, I, I mean, that's the truth, because that's our human, nobody had to teach us that. No. Nobody had to teach me to be, nobody had to teach me to just do for, do for me and forget about everybody else. Why? Nobody had to teach us that because that's in our sinful human nature. And so um, that's why, I mean, I'm just thankful now for the, it's only by the Holy Spirit only. that now I'm able to love only, yeah, that I'm able to love others, um, you know, and actually care about others. Like I didn't used to be like that. Um, and so I think that's why. Um, honest truth that is our it's our sinful human nature um to think that we deserve goodness uh it's our sinful human nature to think that that if we do what we think is good that oh good things should happen to me and it's like 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 the bible says who is good anyways you know what what is our standard of good it's it's jesus so that's the answer to the question it's literally just our sinful human nature just because we're we're fleshy. That's why. Without Jesus, we're fleshy. <laughs> yes, we are. Thank God for being a new creation in him. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, Grace, this has been an awesome discussion. Is there anything else you want to add before we close out? Oh, yeah. I just want to, you know, even just as we were talking about, and this is why it's so good to just have sisters and have people that you can sharpen iron with because um uh, through conversation you get a lot of revelation too you know um and so uh just to kind of bring it all home tie the bow on it is asking the question why puts our focus on us but asking the question what now puts the focus on him and really, that's the game changer. That's the game changer. If I'm looking to me, then I'm going to miss the mark every time. If I'm focused on what I feel, on what I want and didn't get, on what I think should have happened and didn't happen, um, on my selfish desires, I'm going to miss it every time. And I will live a life of unfulfillment. But the second that I ask the question, what now? Now I'm looking to Jesus. I'm not looking to me anymore. Just like the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I can start in faith, but if I keep looking at me or keep looking at what someone did to me or what didn't happen, like I'm not going to, I'm just going to miss it. I'm going to miss Jesus. I'm going to miss his plan for my life. I'm going to miss the good things that he's trying to bring. I, I'm going to miss the purpose that he's trying to bring out of my pain. You know, um, if I'm looking to me or somebody else, and I'm just so glad for that. I mean, that Acts chapter nine and that whole principle of asking what now that was God's, like he teaches us. That was God's way of teaching us. Hey, as soon as you ask what now, your eyes are shifted to him, to Jesus. And then we get what we get is we get an eternal perspective of our situations, not a temporary perspective, 
but an eternal perspective. And that has been a game changer in my life. And I know in your life as well. And I, and that's just something that I want to leave with people too. It's, I just kind of want to leave people with these little nuggets of practical things they can do every, every, and I do this now myself too. Every time something goes wrong or doesn't go a way that I wanted it to go, or it's a challenge for me, I always stop. I've had to train myself though. I've had to train myself to stop and ask God. I say, Father, will you give me your perspective on this situation? And he does. And I'll tell you sometimes, most of the time, it's stuff that I never would have thought about. Why? Because I was looking at me and what it did to me and how it made me feel. And as soon as I asked the father for his perspective and what do you want me to do? Then I, it's, I mean, really my vision and the perspective, it gets bigger (laughs) because he's always doing more things that we don't know about than what we do know about. And I always, and and then I, I just, I see it for what it is and, and it is good. You know, when God is doing something, I can see the goodness, even though it's not right in front of me at the moment, I can see now because I've learned him and his character, even when there are things that are painful but when I look to him, even in those moments that they're painful, I'm like, I know you, I've seen you bring purpose out of pain before. So by faith, I can see you bringing the purpose out of this pain now. And so, um, yeah, just ask God for a heavenly perspective, an eternal perspective, you know, stop to ask God, you know, what now? And he'll give you the next step. And when he does obey and obey him quickly and settle in your heart. I know I've said this, but I'm gonna say it again. You've got to settle in your heart that God is good and only does good. Because if you ever doubt God's goodness for you, then like you'll doubt everything else. If, if the enemy can get you to doubt that God is really for you and that God is good, then you'll question every bit of the word of God. But if you settle in your heart that God is good and he only does good and there's nobody or nothing that's going to make me believe otherwise, then that's where you will be sure to overcome even, even through those times of tears, even through those times of troubles, but you, you will overcome because you'll see the next step. God will show you the next step and you'll see that purpose uh, coming out of your pain. So I love you. Um, Thank you for allowing me to just share and encourage. I've been encouraged. Um, God is just so good. And I just, I just want to keep knowing him and I want to keep showing people, you know, how good he really is. God's goodness doesn't change based off of our circumstances. If, if I got so many unpaid bills or if I've got you know, negative circumstances, that doesn't change God's character. God's character is steadfast. That that literally means that what he is, he always is. So if he's good now, he's always good. You know, if he's uh, loving, that means he's always loving. He is steadfast. And so um, I just want to keep showing people that God is good and he can be trusted. Um, and the quicker that we learn to do that, then the e- honestly, the easier it gets. So I love you, my sister. Thank you. Well, I tell you what, woo, blessings on, on blessings on blessings, powerfully said. And what I feel have just happened in this particular conversation, 
I have this testimony that's sweet to me because it's personal. And I feel like you just brought some whipped cream and put on top of it and put a cherry on it with uh, <laughs> the words of wisdom. And I say that in sincerity of heart, because when you were talking about the perspective thing and how when you ask that, why me? you're looking inward, but when you ask what now, your focus has changed. It just reminded me of what he told me. I don't revolve around you. You revolve around me. And, and, and because I revolve around him, my eyes have to look to him. So I think that's so beautiful. And he told yeah. me, even in this same time, I mean, this testimony is pretty long. God, this particular testimony changed my whole life, my whole Christian life. And he told me at yeah. the same time, which ties in yeah. everything. I'm just tying up everything you said with the particular thought, because he told me even in that moment, he said, look, all things work together for good. All of them, good things, bad things, painful things, yeah. fun things, they work together for good. And he told me, I'm not working against you. I work for you. I mean, that was just such a powerful thought. He works for us. He's not against us. Back to trusting his character. Um, his plans for us are good and not evil. He has an expected end. He knows what he's doing. We can trust him. So love it, love it, love it, you guys. This was powerful today. Uh, I'm so thankful for Grace being with us today. It's just been, oh, God, so good. This is one of those uh, podcasts where you're going to have to rewind and take your notes and then go back and make sure you didn't miss anything. Days. Great podcast, Grace. Thank you so much. If you've been encouraged by this podcast, by the purple thought that Grace shared, by any of my purple thoughts, guess what? I am excited to announce that Building Hope with Purple Thoughts 2022 is available. You can grab it on Amazon or you can pick it up on my author's website. If you want a signed copy, you can email me at justina at justinapage.com. It has been a true honor to be with you today. Be sure to tune in next week for more of Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. Go and have yourself a blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining this purple girl in her purple world. Share the inspiration by leaving a review, rating, and subscribing to the show. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, keep hope alive.